And I'm Janelle. And this is the Murder Mamas. The Murder Mamas. Welcome. Welcome. That wasn't as good as last time. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Anyways, we're going to jump right into it. Okay. Today we're talking about Darlie Routier. Okay. You familiar? Yes. Slightly, right? I don't know every detail. So I, I feel like this is one of like the first true crime things I remember mm-hmm. seeing as like a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it was like a forensic files I watched when I had to be yeah, like, maybe. I don't know, nine. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so I was like 19 probably then. Oh yeah. You're so like a decade older than you or something. How old are you? I'm not, not on the podcast. <laughs> okay. No, uh, I'm a 33-year-old lady. Okay, so I'm nine years yes. older than you. Um, no, but so it happened in 1996. But, you know, like, there's a okay, few years yeah, between, like, yeah. it being made, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it's the first one I, like, I remember the remember. And I remember, like, watching... Like a the reenactment mm-hmm. of like someone breaking into the house. And yeah, I don't know. I remember the the dancing. That's where. And the, the yeah yeah. So the silly strike. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's what I remember. I mean, that sticks in my head. Yeah. Because when you first sent it to me, and I was like, who? And then I'm, oh, okay. Oh yeah. That's oh good. yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like this has been something that I like have toyed around with for mm. the greater part of two decades. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. I, I mean, not a but You don't know it. There's a lot of content on this yes. one is what you meant. Yeah. Um, I am just going to preface this entire episode by saying I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about, like, the injuries to mm-hmm. the kids. Like, mm-hmm. I don't find that there's value in discussing how many times they were sad or like yeah. the horrific nature of like what happened to them. Yeah. That's been done so many times. I really am going to t- spend a lot of time talking about like whether or not she actually did it. Yeah. Um, this is a hard one. I consumed a lot of media on both that like highlight both sides. Mm-hmm. Which I find to be pretty interesting. So, this is what that's going to be more about. We'll talk a little bit about, like, what actually happened. But you're not going to hear about, like, the horrific nature of what happened to the kids. And if that's what you're into, then probably (laughs) not this one. It's not for you. I just don't think there's any value in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they need to to know what happened. Yeah. But, like describing the horrific moment, like last moments of their life and like what, Yeah, yeah. there's no point. Yeah. You can find that information. It is readily available. It is. There's Uh, a shit ton of information. Like autopsy, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, anyways, with that, we're just going to jump in. So briefly to high level overview of like the actual incidents themselves Mm -hmm. is June I feel like I said that word weird. It sounds like I said Dune. June. <laughs> June. <laughs> June 6th, 1996. And Darlie Routier lived in um, 
a very affluent area in the Dallas area of Texas. It's called... Rowlett. That's it. I used to live in the Dallas suburbs <laughs> of Texas, so yeah. I'm familiar. Um, they lived in like a nice big house. Mm -hmm. They had, you know, a pretty nice lifestyle. Yeah. She lived good. in the home with her husband, Darren, her sons, Damon, and, or sorry, Devin's the oldest, then Damon, and then eight or seven or eight month old baby Drake. Mm -hmm. And they were five and six. And as I was like, Looking at everything now, I'm like, that's like my kid. Yeah. Like, it really, uh... Yeah, that's rough. That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, on the night of June 6th, Darley, Devin, and Damon, <laughs> so many days, <laughs> they slept downstairs in the house mm -hmm. because she was tired and didn't want to sleep in her master bedroom where Drake slept in like a crib next to their bed mm -hmm. um, because she wanted to get more sound sleep. And she was like such a light sleeper is what she said. Right. That being next to the baby would wake her up. Mm -hmm. um, which like I get. Yeah. Um, so they all slept downstairs in the living room. And shortly before 3 a.m., Darley calls the police mm -hmm. and you can... Listen to the mm -hmm. entire audio of this police call. Um, she is frantic, yelling, like pleading with them to send help. She's saying over and over again, like, I almost wish I could like play it, but I'm not going to. She continuously says like something, a man came in and I like, I chased him out of the house and then she also mentions on this call, like, I touched the knife and there won't be fingerprints anymore, mm -hmm. which. Yeah. So if you listen to the call, like if, if it had stopped before she said that, I would think that's a mom in distress right yeah. there. Like she's freaking the fuck out. As she should. Yeah, like my baby is dead. Yeah, like, like she's acting send, normal. Uh, how I would, yeah. How you would think there sure. a, a an appropriate response for the level of trauma someone yes. just went through. Like, but then after that statement, you're like, huh? It was like <laughs> this weird mm -hmm. for me. I was like, interesting thing to mention, right? Like, especially during that time. Specifically, like I already touched it. Mm-hmm. And now you won't be able to get fingerprints? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the police arrived fairly quickly. Uh, the first officer on the scene, he actually, I read through his entire testimony, all 100 pages of it. <laughs> he uh, was waiting. You know, he was like just parked in a church parking lot that was like 1.6 miles away from their house. Okay. Uh, so it took him almost no time to get there. Mm -hmm. And he was the first one on the scene, even before the paramedics got there. And when he got there, Darren was outside of the house. Mm -hmm. And so the cop is like, who, who are you? Right. And he's like, I'm Darren. What are you doing out here? And he's like, there's a nurse that lives across the street. So, like, he was trying to go get someone with medical knowledge right. to come help. Mm -hmm. And so, Darley doesn't end the 911 call 
when the police arrive, which is another thing that causes confusion if you listen to the call, because she's talking to the 911 operator, Mm -hmm. but the cop is talking to her, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure that she's hearing the cop or, like, focusing on the officer. I didn't listen to that part. Um... It's it's just, like, it's very strange. I, I don't know. I feel like once the police show up, you end the call. Sure. Um, but, like, she stays on the call until, I want to say, until, like, EMS arrives. So, like, for a very long time. That and, is, yeah, that's weird. And, like, there could be some shock there, sure. too. You know, who knows how you would respond. Yeah. So... He arrives and he tells Darren to start providing medical, like, you know, CPR to Devin. Devin is already passed away. Um, He talks about how uh, Damon was still alive and was breathing when he arrived Mm -hmm. and that he instructed Darlie multiple times to like put towels on his back to like put pressure on the wounds mm. and she didn't she just sort of stood in like a area of the living room and didn't provide any medical care and when he's on the witness stand the defense attorney is like she's not like she's not trained to do that why didn't you do that right and so he was saying because in to him there's still a suspect in this house. Right. Because Darley said there was a suspect in the garage. Like, because mm-hmm. that's where she chased them out. Right. Um, so he doesn't want to, like, he's trying to stay between them and if a yeah. suspect comes, yeah. essentially. Which I can understand. Um, but, like, did he say to her? Yes. Oh, okay. He yeah. said. Go get towels. Get towels and apply pressure to the wounds. Okay. Is yeah. what he said. Yeah, I mean, that's hard because she could be in shock. I don't know. But I think that mother instinct. It's. Should. It usually does kick in and you're like, oh, fuck. I got to do this now. I. As a mother, mm-hmm. I, hate, I hate when I fucking hate when people say that. Right. But like. I feel like you would have to pry them. Actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I would fucking freak out. I don't know that I would be able to provide any sort of care. Mm. I don't stay. I I know you stay calm in those situations. Chris is very good at it. I'm not as good. I'm like, oh, fuck no. Like, I need someone. I'm not. I don't have experience. Yeah. I don't know if it was my child. I could be. As calm as you are with other things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. So I I feel like I would probably just stand there and be like, oh, fuck, 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 right. fuck, 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 fuck. Which is totally understandable as well, I think. Yeah, but then. <sighs> Let's take a quick break. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. 
Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. The thing that is weird to me is like, she didn't put towels over him, but she held the towel to the wound on her neck. Oh, yeah. Like a rag or whatever. Right. Like a kitchen rag. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like... Mm, if she had the wherewithal to do that. To do it for you. Yeah. Like, I feel I feel, I, I feel pretty confident enough where, yeah. like, if it were me, I would be like, I don't fucking care about what's happening to me right now. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I have cut my arm pretty bad. I don't know if I told you that story. Yes, you have. So it was open. I could see the muscle, like, inside. I called the 911, and I was like, I cut my arm. You know, like, I was in shock. I was drunk. I was in shock. But I went directly to my towels, and I was like, I had already applied pressure. She's like, okay, you need to apply pressure. I'm like, yeah. So, it, so, like, also some things are kind of automatic. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I was wasted and I was in shock because when they got there, they were like, wow, you're in, like, you are in shock right now. Um, but, like, I knew right away what to do. So, and yeah. it was, like, instant. I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with all of the mm -hmm. information here, but I'm just going to keep. That's a rough one. Yeah. Keep trucking along. Um. So that's kind of what happens. That's like mm -hmm. the entire crime, you know, the EMS arrives and there's nothing they can do. They take uh, Damon mm -hmm. to the hospital where he's pronounced dead shortly after arriving. Mm -hmm. um, I think the EMTs even said like there was no signs of life, like in the ambulance. Right. Um, so then the other side is kind of like, on the 911 call, she's saying, like, my babies are dead. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe in her mind, she already thought they were dead, you sure. know? And, like... Which is totally understandable, again, to think that. Yeah. If you just... You're staring at your kids, you know? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a... That's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, also, I find it really strange that there was never any investigation or suspicion of Darren, the yeah. husband. Mm -hmm. It was always focused directly on Darley. Yeah. And I'm like, weird? Yeah. Like, why? Um. Well, because she was there. <laughs> but she's also, like, so she also got attacked. Right. That's true. So to me, it's so crazy that, like, they went to... She had self-inflicted wounds right. rather than, like, maybe the husband tried this. <laughs> you know? I don't... Well, there must not have been any blood. Oh, but he... Yeah, I don't know. Weird, right? Yeah. So, I think, like, a lot of the case after is just, like, the police had tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. And I watched countless interviews with the prosecutors and, you know, the investigators on the case... And they still, to this day, like this, yeah. people still talk about this because she's still on death row. Sure. As of October, November, 2023. Mm -hmm. And so like, it still gets brought up fairly regularly, especially with like people. There's a lot of people who are looking into like, maybe she's innocent now. Yeah. Um, the, the prosecutor was like, 
Yeah, they keep saying this, but I'm waiting for any sort of evidence. Right. Like, they've brought nothing. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, then, getting ahead of myself. So, Darley herself is also very injured, like I just briefly mentioned. Mm -hmm. She has her throat sliced. Pretty deeply. The media, like, creates this narrative that, like, she had superficial wounds, Mm -hmm. which, when you look deeper like she didn't have superficial Mm -mm. wounds Mm -mm. she gets transported to the hospital and she goes to surgery for it's like an hour-long surgery so it's not crazy yeah but they find that there's like um a nick of her jugular femoral artery whatever ones in the carotid artery yeah it's nicked but like millimeters Mm mm-hmm of movement, she would have bled out. Right. Um, Which is pretty convincing towards the, she didn't do it. Yeah. And like, she was also wearing like her necklace at the time. And like, so the necklace was cut and they're like, don't you think she would like take off the jewelry before doing it? Yeah. She also had like a cut on her arm. Um, that was pretty deep and needed stitches. Mm-hmm. She had like really intense bruising, which um, the police said she did to herself after leaving the hospital because no one in the hospital mentioned that she had bruising on her arm. Okay. Yeah. But I watched uh, like, I watched a person who broke down all of the evidence for, Mm -hmm. like, maybe she's innocent. And there's a photo of her in the hospital. It's not great quality because it's 1996. So, Mm -hmm. like, what do you expect? But they, like, adjust the contrast on it or something. So, that's the only modification they made on it. Mm -hmm. And you can clearly see, like, deep, like, a deep bruise. And then it gets much worse over time, which is, like, kind of what bruises do. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was very strange that the police were like, no, you didn't have the, it's like a very big bruise. Like, yeah. It's like hmm. her whole arm. But like they were saying like it's defensive, you know? Right. Um, there's a crime scene investigator who's on this case. And before he says in court, uh, before there's like any blood like splatter analysis done Mm -hmm. or like anything like that he says there's not evidence that anyone broke into this house right like he made that just to fit like that determination in the first 20 minutes of being in the house yeah so then everything isn't too like innocent until proven guilty it's like guilty yeah. Until proven innocent, you know? You right. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and, I mean, homie dude ran out of the house, so who knows if the door was locked or not? Like, maybe the guy just walked through the front door. You know what I mean? Like, I know there was a slit in the... But, like, well, maybe the guy just fucking walked in, and then the guy ran out of the house, so now we'll never know if it was locked or not. So listen to this. Well, so she says that she chased him to the garage. Okay. Like, not the front door. Oh, okay. That's her story. There's, like, a utility room between, like, their kitchen, oh, okay. which was, like, their laundry room, and right. then there was the garage. Okay. And so she says that she chased through there. But I thought her husband was running out. He was out front. 
Correct. The front door? Or? Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he went out the front door. So did he unlock the door before he went out or did he just swing the door open? Yeah, but there was like, there was no knife. Oh, Because yeah. the okay. knife was dropped in the utility room. In the, okay, okay. Where she picked it up and right. wiped that's right. away okay. all yeah. the fingerprints. Mm. <laughs> yep. So let's talk about the screen. I didn't even mention the yeah. screen. Sorry. So there's a screen, and no, thank you. Mm-hmm. There's a screen in the garage, which is where it's like sliced. Mm-hmm. And the defense says that it was sliced by a bread knife that was in the knife block of the Routier home. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So the logic there is like... Bread knife? How do you slice... First off, why would you use two separate knives? Right. But also, how do you get in and then slice that and put it back? Right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the counter to that is they never actually tested what the fibers were, like the actual makeup of the fibers. Were they the same as the screen? Because they also were very similar to like the fibers on the brush for the fingertip. Okay. Testing, but like no actual testing on like the makeup of those was done. Huh. Sweet. Yeah. And the person who was doing that, uh, who was the expert witness mm-hmm. on those fibers in court, was not, like, trained to be an expert witness for <laughs> that type of forensic science. Right. Um, so that didn't go well. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like... There's no evidence of anyone outside, though. Like, Mm -hmm. the window's very easy to get through. It's, like, a ground-level window. Mm -hmm. Um, So you could walk through it easily, but you would uh, expect, right, that there would be some sort of disturbance to, like, mulch or Mm -hmm. something outside, right? There would be something. Right. But there's also a chance there could be nothing, right? Yeah. And then we got to talk about the sock. Yep. There's a sock found about 70 yards away from the house. There was like an alleyway behind the house. Mm -hmm. And it's found in this alleyway behind the house. And the DNA on the sock is Darley's, Damon's, and Devin's. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yep. And it's got blood on it too, Uh right? Yeah. So like, what's the sock doing there? Right. But then that makes me wonder like... Was the sock covering someone's hand? Like, did someone do this without a glove on? No. I mean, I don't know how you get enough traction to, like, right. slice and stab people. But yeah, I like, don't know. I mean, or maybe he was wearing gloves and dropped the sock, so there wouldn't be any of his DNA on there anyway. Right? Correct. But, like, why would you carry a sock? I don't out? know. Maybe, like, in the struggle of things, they... Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. But then, like, do, do you, it, her timing of the phone call and everything was, like, there was not really enough time for her to run out there, plant a sock, run well, back. Well, isn't and, like, the thought you, like, I think the logic there is that you set it all up it before you make that phone yeah. call, right? Right. And then they're looking at other things as well. Like, they, they pick these, like, really interesting things, like, 
there's a knocked over vacuum and like a broken wine glass in between. There's like a bar area because all the kitchens in Texas or all the living rooms in Texas have bars. <laughs> <laughs> So there's like a bar area where a wine glass is broken Mm -hmm. and they, the, you know, the investigators and the defense or, and the prosecutors, they all say like, this is all staged Mm -hmm. because her blood is not underneath those items. It's above them. Oh yeah. Okay. But the thought process that someone, uh, like, for her innocence mm-hmm. is that it's above because she like wasn't bleeding as much. I don't, I, I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember exactly what they were saying. Like her blood pressure was low while she was laying down and like sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then when she got up and started moving around, her blood pressure like increased, which caused more blood to come out of her wounds. Right. Which makes sense. Yeah. Why it would be above and not below because, like, when she went around it, right? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I get it. Sure, I'm also like, mm. yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and then weren't there bloody footprints? And so, like, without or like footprints, not shoe prints. I don't know that there was bloody. That might be some. I'm not going to say. It could be another case. I'm not going to say there wasn't, but I did see something that there was a bloody, like, shoe print Mm, in the garage, but it was the police. Oh, okay. They (laughs) compromised the crime scene. Also, there was a hair in the window, which they were like, this is Darlie's hair, but it ended up being a police officer's hair. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Darlie is hospitalized. She gets out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And a few days after she gets out of the hospital, it is one of the boys' birthday. I believe it's Devin's birthday. And they have a service, a birthday party. Birthday party. It's a party. They were having a birthday party. Which I don't think, I mean, again, this is something that, like, she wanted to do for her son. Like, it was his birthday, like, she coming She didn't even up. bring the silly string. She didn't bring, her, her sister brought the silly string. Oh. So, there's tons of videos, but, like, this is a huge part of the, yeah. the, what gets her convicted, really. Right. Is this video. It is a few second, a few minute video mm-hmm. Of them having a birthday party for the boys at their gravesite mm-hmm. where they are laughing. Yeah. She's spraying silly putty all over their graves. She's skipping around and she she seems fairly jovial. She does. Um I'm not gonna tell anyone like how to grieve and how to process. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that the detective working the case, because the police were looking for all evidence. They had not arrested her yet. Mm -hmm. They didn't get a warrant to put like a bug on the gravestones, but they got permission from the cemetery owner to do it. Okay. So they did bug 
the gravestones. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, allegedly, I didn't listen to the mm-hmm. actual audio. The audio from there is literally all you hear is like sobbing mm-hmm. and a family crying and grieving the loss. Yeah. But like that's never mentioned in court. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention too was like during the trial, her doctors and nurses that cared for her while she was in the hospital, they say like she didn't, she wasn't like, didn't seem fairly upset. Mm -hmm. Wasn't great. Like wasn't really grieving in the hospital. But when you look at their actual like chart notes for her emotional like status, Mm -hmm. there's multiple notes of her being unconsolable yeah. sobbing yeah. so it's like are you committing perjury right. or like or she's thinking she got caught so she's scared or sad i don't know yeah yeah but well, i don't know why like... they would come out and say that then if they have in their notes one thing and they're saying something else the doctor's Weird, right? Yeah, that's weird. It was like her medical providers. Mm -hmm. And the person was trying to... The person who was making this case. Mm -hmm. And I'll link the... It's a three and a half hour long video. So (laughs) enjoy. Um, They were trying to say that the prosecutor had shown them the video of her out of the hospital Mm -hmm. on the grave with the silly string and, and this was before they re- went to the witness stand. And okay. then they changed their story. Right. Where, like, she wasn't a grieving mother. Right. Okay. So. And then do we know why the dad wasn't really looked into? Or, like, no. was he just eliminated right away? Or I, there's nothing I could find about, like, him ever being a suspect. And he had similar behavior after. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's at the gravestone, too. Um, he was doing news, mm-hmm. you know, videos following it. I don't know. It's, uh, hmm. it, it, to me, it's really strange that they didn't look into him. Yeah. And sure. so then I kind of want to talk a little bit about the, like the prosecutor's case and how they say it's like financially motivated Mm -hmm. so the boys had life insurance policies on them Mm -hmm. uh each in the amount of five thousand dollars and so the entire case is built on the fact that the routiers were living above their means Mm -hmm. um darren's business i i thought i just said the wrong name no his name's darren yeah too many D's. Yeah. You're really confused. <laughs> so they say like Darren's business isn't doing as well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, like there's financial pressure, their credit cards are late. They yeah. were two months behind on their mortgage payment. So they sort of frame this to be like a very, mm, like they're looking for cause, right? you know? And if it's five five thousand each, that is not the funerals ended up costing that much. Yeah, I was gonna say the funeral and the casket and all that cost way more than that. So like no. And so that was like a big part of like, you know, they're looking for motive. That was a huge part of it. And the person who made the video about like 
countering these pieces of evidence, mm-hmm. they did a comparison with like how much he made the year prior. Mm-hmm. So in 1995, he his business had you know like his income tax amount was like two hundred and eighty four thousand dollars for the year, mm-hmm. and by June of 1996, he was at like a hundred and eleven thousand. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't like that far off. Yeah. And they also stated that he had like $20,000 in like AR to collect, you know, from Mm -hmm. people. Right. So like they were. And especially in 96, if you make over a hundred thousand, you're, I think you're doing okay. Like back in 96. Yeah. They even like, they even said how much it was adjusted for inflation. Right. What it would be today. It was like half a million dollars. Right. So like, you're still going to be fine if you have a bad year. You know, well, so then it's also like they were behind on their house. They're, yeah, that's they, true. That's they had true. like a house payment. Right. They were a month behind on their house payment. But like, that's not really going to like foreclosure land. No. You know, like that's, oh, <laughs> like what? Um, no, that's not like, oh my God, I need to kill both my boys and get the life insurance policy that I'm going to pay their funerals with. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Well, and so then, but then it's like, what is the motive for some random person to break in their house and kill them and take no valuables? Mm -hmm. Like, all of her jewelry was in the living room for some strange reason, which she also mentions to the cop at one point. It's like, why would you? Yeah, that's weird. They didn't even take my prized possession. Like, it was very strange. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's weird, right? Yeah, that is weird. It's like these, like, I don't know. I As I was watching stuff, I'm like, okay, like, I don't think she did it. And then I would watch something else. I'm like, fuck, maybe you did. Yeah. This is... She did do it. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, I can't tell. I really, I mean, I, I felt like I couldn't tell when I spent three and a half hours watching, like, the counter mm-hmm. video. And then I watched a video, which again, I will link on YouTube of four, like a panelist of four people who look at the behavior. They're like behavior analysis, That's the, basically. The movie I was looking, or video I was looking for, but I didn't see that one. I'll link it. Okay. Um, so they're looking for very subtle things, you right. know, like, and they have their entire careers are based on this. Right. So like... I don't, I can't tell you what the credentials of the person who made the video, like, countering all of the evidence, Mm -hmm. you know, to, like, plead her innocence. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't find the person's name, which I thought was kind of weird. And they kept saying they were an attorney who had tried cases, but they had young kids, but they had been in the career for 30 years. And I'm like, that doesn't add up. Yeah. Um, to me, like, I don't know, maybe you could. Right. It was very, I was like, am I getting fucking like, what is this? So I'll link both of them and like anyone can make those decisions, but there was no, I could not find a person's name. Yeah. They had a Patreon. I could not find their name. Really? Yeah. So I couldn't verify the claims they were making about like the things that they did when they were practicing law and the the cases that their law firm was taking like okay. I, yeah that's weird it seemed very strange to me that is, um that's weird whereas 
a panelist of the four, like it's their names. Mm -hmm. They say exactly what experience they have. Mm -hmm. So it felt more credible to me. Yeah. And they know what they're doing too. And they really like really broke down this interview to the point where they were like, she has psychopathic tendencies. Mm -hmm. Like, not every narcissist is a psychopath, but mm-hmm. every psychopath's a narcissist, mm. is what they said. Yeah. And so, like, she was crying, and they were like, she has the wrinkles of her forehead where you can see that it's true grief. But then you see her clock the camera oh. and smile. And it was very, very eerie. Yeah, that's not, and I didn't see that. They also discuss, like, She says during her interview, like, I didn't do this, which, okay, fine. Right. But then she, or I'm sorry, she never says, like, I'm innocent. She says a normal mother wouldn't do this. Okay. A normal woman wouldn't do this. Right. Like, very tuned in on, like, the word normal Mm -hmm. and being normal and, like, a mother wouldn't do this. A right. mo- but like never I, I didn't do this. Yeah. It was like a mother. Like projecting hmm. into yeah. this thing that like she couldn't realize. It, it was it was very interesting. No, that's a that's a that's a good one. If you're not saying I and you're just generalizing it, there's an issue there. Yeah. And like they're way smarter about it. Right. Like, they yeah, yeah, it yeah. way better than I just did. But it was very, very interesting. But like I would be like, I didn't do this. You need to go find out who the fuck did this. Why so, are you like, sitting here looking at me? Even, like, that's <laughs> even part of it. Like yeah. in this interview, she says something about like, and they make a big, they basically say the same thing because she's like, I would need help. Like I would think that person would need help. I, I don't remember exactly, okay. but it was like very weird yeah that's weird it felt like i was telling you offline like it feels very like performative Mm -hmm. when i see her speaking like i watched another jailhouse interview with her from 15 years after her sentencing or whatever Mm -hmm. and just everything feels it i don't know it feels very disingenuous to Mm -hmm. me like I, I don't get the sense that she's being authentic or yeah. like genuine. And that's just like how I feel about her as a person. Right. And like, I don't know if this is just because I've, for so many years, I've like mm-hmm. consumed that she's guilty. Mm-hmm. And then I watched this one thing that was like, maybe she's innocent. I was like, well, right. fuck, maybe. You know, like, it's not the first time they put someone, right. you know, oh, behind bars who's, for sure. who's not guilty. Yeah. There was even talk of like, a man who um, was put to death and there was DNA evidence that they never tested and they tested it and it was not him. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that's, but that's the other thing too. They found no DNA evidence in the house. Right. That did not belong to someone who knew them or was them. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the videos I watched, the lady was like, how do you feel about, like, you're never, you're never going to see your son again? Cause they can't have, uh, mm-hmm. people visit them on death row. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. So like family can't go and visit them on death row. So the reporter's like, how do you feel about, you know, like, you're probably never going to touch your son again. And she was like, yeah, I'm never going to touch him again. 
like repeating what you know like almost monotone and like oh yeah you're right sure I don't it's wink wink like I don't you know like that's a little weird like I probably would have broken down and been like fuck like if you can imagine just like knowing that you're never gonna touch your child again yeah like that would be hard for me I think that would be hard for a lot of people yeah um it didn't look it doesn't look sincere Mm -hmm. I'm telling you like Mm -hmm. It, and I don't know, like, is it media savviness, like, knowing people are going to nitpick? Like, what sure. is it? Yeah. But it doesn't feel genuine to me. And that's the other thing, too. I don't know. I feel like if something horrific happened to my family, like, something so traumatic, mm-hmm. I would not talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. You would not see me mm-hmm. on the news. No. You would not see me talking to fucking anyone. No. I would become such a hermit and i'm not saying she needs to be no i'm saying that's what i would do i would probably do that too an absolute total 100 percent shutdown yeah i felt like i was watching news clips from the time and it was just them talking mm-hmm. it wasn't like we've got to get out there and we've got to find who did this like yeah. it was just talking right and that to me was weird mm-hmm. i was like this doesn't feel right. Right. You know, like it wasn't like my attorney's going to tell you like mm-hmm. we need space, but we got to get this part. Yeah, right. It was just attention seeking. Yeah. Like the, the, the narcissist finally got all the attention they wanted. Right. You know, and like clung to it. Right. And is continuing to cling to it. Did she have a postpartum depression? So they say she did. I don't know what was diagnosed. Okay. Uh, they also talk about like how she was had postpartum depression and she was sad because she hadn't lost the baby weight yeah. and like she didn't look like she used to look and her appearance was very important to her, which like I get. Yeah. And so she was taking a diet pill that you can no longer buy Fen Fen. Yes. Which is allegedly supposed to have a ton of side effects, like neurological sort of side effects. Mm-hmm. Um Again, the fucking video countering this, like, went into this huge diatribe about, like, their law firm and all these cases they did. But, again, I could not confirm Hmm. any of that because I don't know this person's name. Right. So I can look up what (laughs) law firm they said they worked at to, like, see if they were the ones who actually filed a lawsuit against Fen Fen. Like, right. I, I couldn't look any of that up. But okay. essentially what they were saying was that the manufacturers of Fen Fen put it on the market knowing that it had, like, these neurological side effects mm-hmm. where, like, it was, like, memory loss and amnesia and, like, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, which I was not aware that that was that. I thought it was more, like, cardiac sort yeah. of stuff that, like, it caused your heart to beat. Like, it was, like, meth-like. Yeah. Um... Yeah, memory loss doesn't really seem like it would fit for a weight loss pill. I don't know. That doesn't I, I didn't sense. spend, but, but truthfully, yeah. I didn't spend a ton of time yeah. looking into it. And, like, I didn't find that that section of the video to feel very credible to me. Okay. Um, that's just me. Yeah. That's not everyone. But, like... So there's still no motive for her to do it. Well, so the prosecutor's motive is money, financial gain... But the, I do want to mention one other thing. She had written, like, a suicide note. Mm. 
in her diary some months, mm-hmm. weeks prior to this. I don't, they didn't say the exact date, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But all three kids were alive because it had all three of their names on it. Where she's saying, like, I'm sorry. I hope you guys can forgive me. Mm. Um, So I'm thinking there was some sort of maybe PPD. Yeah. Postpartum depression happening. Yeah. Um, There's no other DNA from anybody that wasn't supposed to be in the house. That's the big. Or was it because it was in 96 and they didn't collect it? No. Okay. There was. You could fully test. Yeah. There was, like. A thumbprint or a fingerprint, um, but it was, like, too smudged to accurately do, like, fingerprint analysis on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was, like, in blood on a wall or something. Um, okay. But, like, I... Yeah, that's rough. I mean, it's super rough, but, like, I just don't know. Like, I, I don't know because... I, it feels unfair that there's jurors, I hate that word, who have said, like, if I had seen the entire footage from the cemetery and not just that clip, mm. I wouldn't have been able to convict her. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to say she was guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. So, like, that to me seems like she should get another trial yeah there's also so much i can talk about about her attorneys so like they hired a like very fancy mm-hmm. defense attorney where they paid ninety thousand dollar retainer yeah. so like something tells me you weren't hurting for money that much right. if you have ninety thousand dollars to like throw out right um so they Up paid front. for him but he only had nine weeks or something to like prepare for the trial mm-hmm. because she had fired her other attorney. Okay. Um, like her court yeah. appointed, yeah. you know, DA. Yep. Uh, hmm. And so a lot of people were saying that like that was negligent mm-hmm. uh, because they needed so much more time in discovery and they needed to have so much more time to like present evidence. And so people were saying like, had they been able to really build like a true defense, mm-hmm. it would have been better. But like the only, I, the only defense I saw was like, she didn't do it. Like right. there wasn't like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And you would think for $90,000 retainer, like, yeah, and you're only getting ten thousand from your life insurance. Like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. That's why like the motive doesn't make any sense. But also yeah. the motive of some random stranger to come in and not steal anything no. and just kill, you know, two kids and this lady. Like that also doesn't make any sense. Right. So like, mm-hmm. where is the sense? You know. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna talk about the the husband and his scheme? Oh. I mean, I'll say it. I don't know. Like, if it's okay, I'm not sure if it's like 100% true, but someone in one of the things I watched, I can't even remember which one at this point, they mentioned that Darren had been maybe joking, Mm -hmm. but had mentioned a few times, like, oh, you know, like, you should come and 
rob my house so we can like commit insurance fraud mm -hmm. and so they the thought was that that was happening right but the kids were sleeping downstairs mm -hmm. and they didn't know and like freaked out yeah um because that's like a i mean someone could have made that up but like when you think about it you're like maybe like maybe that actually I'm, happened i don't know like i've seen enough forensic files right? where that does happen yeah you know like they tried to set up like a car accident sure. or whatever yeah like it happens regularly yeah i'm sure so like well and and darren had a life insurance policy on darley in the amount of 25 uh no two hundred fifty thousand dollars mm. so that's a considerable amount of money that's right. not chump change right that i mean now like, that yeah Especially, yeah. No, no. But. No. <laughs> but still, let it make your problems go away. Mm -hmm. And then you're like out three people that you don't have to feed anymore. So. I don't know why they didn't spend more time looking at Darren. Yeah. I, I hmm. can't answer that. I'm not sure. Huh. But like, that seems like the only motive to me. Right. Did he get paid that? Do you know? No. Because she lived. Oh, yeah. She lived. Okay. I'm going to cough. I'm so sorry. So, no, that didn't get paid out. Yeah, yeah. And what, what else did I want to talk about? I think so many. Mm -hmm. um, what were you talking about? Well, and then to me, when I thought about that, I was like, maybe that's why all of her jewelry was in the front room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another weird one for me. Like, Why would you keep your jewelry in the front room? And not like... In a jewelry box placed just in there, the and like laying that, loosely. So your kids are four and five, and they're gonna run around, and they're gonna grab your jewelry, and, five and, and six. five and six, and break it, and do. I mean, like that doesn't make any sense. Well, and I was like, that just feels like they. I saw like a picture of it, and it's yeah. like many rings, like bracelets, necklace. Yeah, but she's wearing a necklace still, right? And like, it's a lot of jewelry. I'm like, is that the amount of jewelry you wore in one day? Right. So. There's some other, like, there's so much. Yeah. There's so much. So the one other thing I do want to talk about is that there was, like, a woman that Darley had hired. It was the mother of someone who worked at the business. Um, and she had hired her to, like, help with laundry. Mm -hmm. Also, like, that's a lot of kids. <laughs> Three kids is a lot of kids. It's like, a lot of kids. I feel you on the laundry. Yeah. So... She had had her come over, like, twice to help, like, wash the laundry, fold mm -hmm. the laundry, and, like, do some other cleaning around the house. Yeah. So, the second time that this woman come, came over was the day before the incident. Okay. So, that happened in the middle of the night of June 6th. So, like, mm -hmm. this was June 5th. Okay. So, hours before, essentially. Yeah. She gets there, and... She testifies. It was very confusing reading because she like had a translator who was answering things in Polish, but then oh, like God. sometimes yeah. would she would answer them in English, and mm -hmm. then like the court would yell at her and tell her to stop. It was like I was like, oh my god, this is very confusing. We have to answer in Polish. This is how we're doing it. Uh, it was very strange. Yeah. Anyways, so she testifies that when she arrived. Uh, essentially, she's alluding to, and the prosecutor is stating, mm -hmm. that she was trying to strangle baby Drake, basically, like suffocate him with a blanket 
with their 12 year old babysitter who lived across the street sitting next to her. That's what she's like alluding to. But then I also read the 12 year old babysitter's testimony Uh where she says that baby Drake liked to sleep like with his head covered by a blanket, not like his face, but the top of his head Mm -hmm. and that he was laying on the floor like with a blanket, yeah, just covering his head, mm-hmm. and like the lady sort of freaked out about it, right? And so that was a very interesting mm-hmm. thing to read. But more of the Polish lady, she also went on to say that, like, at the funeral, she went up to her and was like, "Oh, this must be a very expensive funeral." What? Yes. <laughs> and her defense attorney was like, so you comforted her by saying how expensive the funeral would be? Yikes. Yeah. Because she was trying to say that Dar- she was trying to like paint Darley in this very negative light. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to say that at the funeral, Darley was like, oh, it's okay. Like, this isn't going to be that expensive because we're getting $10,000 from right. her life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah. Also, yeah. like. Who does that? Yeah. No. And so they had all these people who, like, tried to frame her as, like, this really bad mom where, like, she would let her kids go out and, like, run around outside. And I'm like, who didn't? <laughs> it was 1996. Right. Like. Yeah. It, we were all outside running around. If that's the definition of a bad mom. <laughs> Everyone in the 90s that was a bad mom. Yeah, we're going to have to talk to my mom, who allowed me and my brother to go on five-mile hikes by ourselves (laughs) during summer. Like I didn't do that, but we were gone. Like We had to be home when it got dark out. Yeah, when the streetlights came on. And we didn't have a cell phone or anything like that. Like We were just gone. It was a different... So, I mean, but these are people in that day and age Mm -hmm. who were like, she was... Like, they just really tried to focus on her being like a negligent parent. Right. But like... I don't, I couldn't find any evidence of that being accurate. Yeah. Um, Hmm. it's just, it's a weird one. And it's a horrific crime. Like it's the details of what happened to those boys is, it's very upsetting. And like, I, I feel like stabbing is like a personal, it's extremely personal. So like that takes, Effort, you know, like versus just like if someone was trying to rob them, like with a gun. I don't know. Like, like, I'm not trying to make it like, but criminals, fucking criminals, you know, like you think of all these ones we've done and talked about. Like, remember the, I always think of the fucking Wichita massacre people. Mm -hmm. Like those people didn't have to do any of the shit they did. Right. And they just chose to do it. Like trying to understand why mm-hmm. is impossible because my brain doesn't function that way. Right. Like I will never understand why, whether or not it was Darlie who did this. I mean, she's on death row for it, mm-hmm. but like I'll never understand the actions of whoever did it. Yeah. I'm going to say it's her because that's what the court said, but like sure. anyone can make their own opinion. There yeah. are people who feel that she did not. There are people who feel she did. The shittiest part to me is that, like, there's not even justice for Damon. No, I don't she like that either. She didn't get tried for his no. murder. 
she only got tried for I'm sorry for Devin. Yeah, that she only got tried for Damon's murder because mm-hmm. he was five and not six yet, so they could do it as a death penalty case. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that feels real fucking shitty. But like, if the other one was included too, he that, that doesn't change the fact I that think, guy was five. Well, so one of the fuck me through one of the interviews I watched. They say, so even if you get out, they can try you again mm-hmm. okay. for Damon. Right. So, like... But if she's on death row for the one, then she's not getting out, obviously. Well, I mean, she's been appealing it for the last however many years. Well, everybody appeals it. It's 2023. Yeah. And it hasn't happened. Yeah. You know? But, like, they, she's also never been granted a retrial. Right. Like, some people say that she should get a mistrial mm-hmm. for the way that her attorneys handled her case. Yeah. And and the fact that she was stabbed, like, in the neck so close to bleeding out. But she didn't. Like, that's just... Or unless it's like she killed them and then she was like, oh, fuck. She snapped back into reality and was like, what the fuck did I just do? And she tried to kill herself. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, and so that's the other thing. Like, she says in the one where Mm -hmm. they're analyzing, like, her body language and stuff. She's like, if I did it. Mm -hmm. She may have had, like, a... I don't remember. Yeah. Which they were saying is the hardest thing for anyone. Yeah. You know, like an interrogator, an investigator, because like you can't tell someone like, no, you do remember. Right. <laughs> you know, like some people don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so like it's either amnesia or it's nothing. Yeah. And so like that's really hard for them to mm-hmm. to work with as like an investigator. It's I honestly it was really fascinating to like take a deeper dive into mm-hmm. this. Um and I implore everyone to look into Mm -hmm. it more because like it's very interesting it really has to open up like what if you had to sit on like Mm -hmm. a case like this Mm -hmm. as a juror you know Mm -hmm. how do you stay i don't know yeah it was very very this week was a fun week for me last few weeks actually (laughs) um (laughs) yep I, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, there's yeah, a, a good one. I, I'm not going to, again, like, yeah. I, I'm not going to go into the graphic details of it. It's not worth it. It's no. not necessary to talk about what I wanted to talk about, which is like all of this. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. That was good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at The Murder Mamas. Facebook, The M Mamas. Twitter, The Murder Mamas. Email, The Murder Mamas at gmail.com. And if you like us and are happy with our content, please leave us a review and a five star rating. We would appreciate it. Bye. Bye.